Welcome, listeners, to another edition of Brothers in Song. Joe, what's happening, my friend? Not much, buddy. How are you, Dan? I'm doing well. Doing well. Uh, we're going to do another one of our Summer Sunday episodes here and, and talk about one of our favorite songs. Uh, it was my pick this time, and I picked a song by PJ Harvey called Send His Love to Me. Uh, PJ Harvey is kind of one of those artists that if you were really deep into, you know, alternative music in the nineties, you would know who she is. Uh, definitely not a radio staple, uh, at least in the United States. Um, but she's a very talented, very interesting songwriter. Uh, and I kind of feel at her best, she creates these really simple, but really compelling songs where, you know, all the elements just, just, fit together, you know, real, and they're really tight songs. Um, she came to prominence, I would say in the mid nineties and her first two albums, uh, were kind of these power trio kind of albums with fuzzy guitar and bass and, and drums. And they just kind of had this punk DIY sensibility to them. Uh, they were bluesy, but also kind of like creepy and dark. Um, and those kind of creepy and dark uh, lyrical themes continue on her third album, uh, To Bring You My Love, but that's when she kind of came into her own and the arrangements and the instrumentation changed a little bit and the songs got a little bit more varied. Um, and this is a really like fine example of her doing uh, a very, a very simple, but very, but very cool and very memorable, um, acoustic songs with, with a lot of, uh, just, just really attractive, uh, instrumental elements, uh, to them. And I think with an artist like PJ Harvey, that at times can be maybe a little bit more dark and maybe not as palatable for, for some people. Mm -hmm. um, this song, Send His Love to Me, is is a pretty song that is definitely her and like a good example of her music, but kind of a way to dip your toe into, into the waters mm -hmm. uh, a little bit. Um, so since you really didn't know much about her at all, Joe, I'm, I'm really curious about your thoughts on this song. Yeah, I mean... I I, I liked it. it it's definitely has that like very much like an updated folk sound like updated like this was released like in the mid 90s so like updated from like the 60s of like carol king and james taylor people who we like and um you know what i was surprised about and i think we'll get to it a little bit is that you know especially on this track and, and i have to explore more of her music is that you know, most folk singers have like a very nice lyrical voice and hers is not that. And, and, and I think, you know, when we were talking before these, you know, and on this track, that's intentional, right? Like it has a little bit more grit to it. And I, I like that. you know, I, I thought that was interesting. Um, you know, this song in particular, it's very structured, you know, it has a curve it has a verse, chorus, verse, chorus, verse, chorus. And, um, you know, 
harmonically it's pretty simple but even with with it having that simplicity it's still interesting to listen to and it's because of the way um she sings and she's telling a story and i didn't quite expect that i don't know what i expected but it was um definitely something that surprised me in a good way yeah yeah and and i think uh your description of her voice is is a pretty apt one and i think in this particular song it works it kind of as a foil against these very pretty string arrangements mm -hmm. and pretty you know conventional acoustic guitar sounds um and then there's the this organ that's 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 filling things out mm -hmm. and it has a very uh kind of smooth and polished sound to all the instruments but her voice is not that way uh and it's a it's a like an unrequited love song right 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 um which could be sung by anybody it could be mm -hmm. sung by you know ariana grande or something like that sure, and sure. Pro yeah, and yeah. you probably wouldn't have to change very many of the lyrics mm -hmm. um to get that to work um but instead of singing in a pretty way which uh she is very capable of of doing um she's she lets her voice crack she lets it slide around she's like crooning in mm -hmm. this way that's really um portraying the you know the longing that she's trying to uh you know to convey to everyone um and you know you just kind of you feel the desperation because of the way uh she's she's singing it um and um yeah this is this is a song that i come back to you know just just over just over and over again because it's it's catchy but it also has like this raw emotionality to it as as well um so so yeah so i i listened to this song many many many, <laughs> many times well and, and and i mean you you bring bring up a good point like it is about unrequited love but you know in my mind's eye when i think about that i think of like a slow tender ballad almost in a pleading way mm -hmm. and i feel like this is driving right mm -hmm. with the rhythmic elements of the different instruments and you know i don't think this is a bad thing but like i feel like there's yes there is some sort of passion is not the right word but like there is some longing there mm -hmm. but also there's a little bit of of anger which mm -hmm. which i think you know that's a common emotion like if you if you put yourself out there for somebody and they're not returning that and they're not reciprocating in the same way then you know you may get a little bit angry and i think that that's i think the story that she's trying to tell through the song i mean one of the lyrics is this love becomes my torture yeah. right yeah and something poignant like that where it's like yeah it's not going to be pretty and sing-songy even though i'm because i'm I don't feel that way i'm feeling pain yeah you know yeah yeah and she talks about how like uh the this uh this love becomes my tether this love becomes my cell mm -hmm. um so you're right she's not talking about um 
oh, you know, why why doesn't he like me? You right. Know, she, it's not like puppy love type of <laughs> type of feelings. Yeah. You know? It's like oh, I I wish he would just like me. It's like it's almost like I I need this love to even almost like feel like a human being or right, something. Right. This is um, like part of me. I need it to exist almost in a way. Right. Right. And I, and I wish I didn't because now I'm feeling tortured. Right. 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 Um, and, and in that respect, it's very different than a lot of love songs that we hear, particularly from, uh, from women. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as I was talking to you before the show, I was saying, you know, how these lyrics, you know, could be, you know, translated to a pop singer with just maybe a few uh, minor adjustments and presented in this really pretty way, which I think is an expectation of women even today. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. you know, certainly, you know, in the 90s and and before that. And I think that uh, she's, she's making a, you know, a conscious effort to not not be that, that way yeah, yeah. um and just you know present herself as a you know as a fully formed human being in the world and we all have ugly emotions at times and she's saying like basically i'm having these ugly emotions and i'm not afraid to you know show them show them yeah, to the light of in exactly like, that way yeah yeah no for sure for sure um yeah, so I think I think that is probably the thing that was surprise that 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 I guess is where where my uh, surprise came because I, I couldn't quite uh, I couldn't quite place what it was, but that's exactly what it is. Is that you don't expect it for especially in this time frame, right? The mid nineties for people to say like we're gonna have these emotions, especially from a female voice, right. and you all are just gonna have to deal with it. Right, 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 and and I think there there was some of that emerging in the '90s. Um, you know, its most popular form, it, you know, came in the person of Alanis Morissette. Sure, sure, sure. Um, yeah, you yeah. also had other people, uh, um, Paula Cole, um, and you know, kind of in a more underground way, Ani DeFranco, who I hope we'll you know talk about more mm. on the podcast. Uh, but those those people. By and large, um, you know, except for Alanis Morissette, didn't, uh, you know, they they weren't exceptionally popular artists. Right, right. They weren't selling millions and millions of records, right? Right. With the, with the exception of her, yeah. Yeah, and and even with Alanis Morissette, you know, at the time there was certainly uh, as popular as she was, there certainly was some uh, public. Uh, you know, backlash mm-hmm. or, mm-hmm. you know, just from, uh, just from the general population. Right. It's like, right. oh, why is she so angry? You know, but, <laughs> you know, everybody gets to be angry. You yeah, know? yeah, it's like, it's fine. It's like, why, why is it such a problem for her? Um, but, um, can yeah. I, can I pick a net real quick? Oh yeah, you can yeah. definitely. Uh, because, and, and this is not, unique to this particular track but it does it's just particular to me uh i i it it bothers me when songs don't really end 
like if there's not like a formal ending and i feel like this song was so well like it was very traditionally structured like like we just mentioned and it kind of just like fades out which i get that was like a stylistic thing that people did a certain period of time it doesn't happen so much anymore but like I, I feel like they could have just figured out a way to end this and they chose not to. And I don't <laughs> yeah. really know why. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially that, you know, considering how sort of um, rich the arrangement mm-hmm. is, even though it's a really simple song, like there's great, there's great strings. There's that organ that, mm-hmm. we, that we talked about, you know, just really filling out the space in the song and making these beautiful chords. And if they had, ended on one of those chords right, right. i think it would have there's four great. to choose from <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a four chord yeah it's just a four chord uh progression str- right strum and away it, and it works fine you know yeah it, 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 you know and musically i think it, i i liked it a lot and and to your point you know the the different instrumentation added some some variety to it which was interesting but yeah the fade out which again, I, I, I appreciate that that was just the style at, at one point in time. Uh, it, it drives me nuts. And maybe it's just me <laughs> and well, my classical training that, that doesn't allow me just to accept an unfinished thing, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, we all have our idiosyncrasies, don't yeah. we? And things that, you know, things that bother us and, and so forth. Um, but, uh, you know, any, any other final thoughts on this song? No, I mean, I feel like this is a reoccurring theme for us, but it's like, oh, probably should listen to, to a little bit more PJ Harvey, you know, because I, I don't know her well at all. And I know that you've you spent a lot more time with her. So maybe we could, could, could one of the questions I did have and and we can you can give a, an abbreviated version because we may revisit this uh, later on. But I, I would be curious to hear how this song fits into this album. Right. Is it kind of an yeah. outlier? Is it thematic in nature with the rest of the album? Um, what do you think about that? Well, there is another uh, more acoustically oriented piece on this album, and I was actually kind of debating between Which one? this one and that one. Yeah. Um, this album, it go it goes a bunch of it goes a bunch of different places. It goes. It goes some, to some pretty places. It goes to some uncomfortable places, but this is this is the album that kind of has received the most critical acclaim mm-hmm. throughout her career, and I think it's because of the uh, it, because it had it has more variety than mm-hmm. her previous releases, and um, you know definitely goes a lot of goes a lot of different different places um but yeah maybe that's maybe that's an an idea for the fall when we come back with some more um full-length episodes i would be happy to even though i know this album very very well Mm -hmm. i would be happy to uh to talk about it for sure yeah sounds good sounds good all right so with that uh we thank you once again for joining us uh on another episode of brothers in song And uh, take care, and we'll see you next time.
Thanks for listening, friends. To connect with us and join the conversation, you can follow us on both Instagram and Twitter at Brothers in Song. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review. It really helps us out. Until next time, listen to some new music. You may surprise yourself.